0: Putin is reportedly planning for a nuclear war. Russian vodka has been pulled from the shelves in U.S. and in Canada, and their Ukraine has been reporting 2,800 Russian casualties, and apparently Russia is reporting none. We're we'll getting into all this and more in just one second. If you guys can, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, new video every single day. If we can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, on all the podcast apps, go there, click that subscribe button. I'm gonna keep you guys updated on everything that's going on every single day. Let's get right into this. So up on screen, I have footage playing of some guy dumping out Russian vodka in the middle of the streets. And it's titled, U.S. bars, liquor stores pull Russian vodka from the shelves to protest against Putin's invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, this is what's going on. Lots of boycotts of Russian products have been going down Um in relation, obviously, to what's going on. Now, let's read, and there was a really good take that I saw about this that I'll just remember from the top of my head that's not in this article. So let's read. Russian vodka pulled from shells in U.S. and in Canada. According to new reports, liquor stores in the United States and Canada begun getting rid of their stock of Russian vodka as a form of protest against the invasion of Ukraine. First off, I I liked, I liked don't like to do this, but I like to be honest. The, I mean, I guess you kind of guess have to do it in a way. But at the same time, this is, this is doing probably very little to nothing um, to do really anything. In it, it, my opinion, it's probably one step above putting a flag in your bio. Uh, but hey, you know, I, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. But you, I'm just trying to make a point here. Um, someone tweeted out, nice to see liquor stores in Canada and the United States refusing to sell Russian vodka. Let the world do the same. The Canadian press reported that finance minister Ontario kind directed the liquor board control to make stores throw out Russian vodka and other alcoholic products. First off, uh, the government should not be forcing you to throw things out. That should be your decision to make. Okay, you know, but Canada doesn't believe in freedom. Ontario joins Canada's allies in condemning the Russian government' act of aggression against the Ukrainian people, and we strongly support the federal government's efforts to sanction the Russian government. He said, "We will continue to be there for the Ukrainian people during the extremely difficult time." Uh Also, another thing is, um, wait, wait, wait what would they say? Directed to throw out Russian vodka. Um, you already, this, the thing is that I don't, I don't like seeing people when they burn jerseys or what, I guess I understand burning jerseys or when they they destroy coffee makers and stuff. And this goes for both sides, both sides of the cancel culture. If you already have the product, if you've already paid for the product, um, at least use the product because now you're just being wasteful. And they already have their money, so you pouring Russian vodka down the sewer drain. You might as well have just drink it at that point, if you don't want to be wasteful, or if you have a coffee maker from a company that's promoting socialism, you might as well just keep using it because you bought it already. You might as well get some use out of it. Um, You know what I mean? I guess. But to each their own, you know. You know, if you don't want that in your house and you want to destroy it, I guess so. Or if you don't want to drink it because F Russia, you know, your opinions. Uh, I guess, you know, I guess so. I guess so. But... I'm I'm just putting out a different point of view. Uh, it's not that serious of a point of view. From it's not a hill I'll die on. Having a I, I like to raise questions on this show. Okay, guys, I like to raise questions. I like to play devil's advocate on virtually almost everything that I see because that's how we think. That's how we think. That's how we come to proper conclusions on life, uh, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. There's a lot like a lot going on. Um, you know, so I just got to put that little disclaimer out there before people comment, uh, you know, hate against me. I'm just ask, I'm asking a lot of questions right now, you know what I mean? I'm saying something, you know, whatever. There's two sides to everything. Um, kind of trying to debate with myself. So, New York Post reported that products will be removed from nearly 700 stores across Ontario. The Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation has removed Russian products from its stores and website. Uh, okay. Um, the U- United, the U.S. states like Oregon, Michigan, Kansas are seeing the removal of Russian products from stores and bars. Bill McCormick, owner of a place in Oregon, filmed himself pouring out all of his Russian vodka. Russia is acting as it's 1939 and going to Europe in full force uh, that they have in Ukraine. He told Fox, okay, I am concerned about the meta, whatever, okay. Um owner of, okay, other people are reportedly doing it. Uh, Jacob's Liquor Exchange in Kansas removed more than a uh, hundred bottles of Russian vodka from the shelves. Also, during a time like this, I highly, I, I'm going to also assume that the sales of vodka products are probably going to be plummeting in general. You know, people are going to be like, oh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Russia. Maybe I don't like what's going on in Russia, and they'll just avoid purchasing it, um, which I guess makes sense. So then it would make sense to also remove it from the shelves because it's taking up shelf space. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you're doing. Uh, Also, oh, 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 this is what I wanted to say. There was one post that someone put up, and it made sense. Um, Basically, they were saying that along the lines of pouring vodka down the sewer drains doesn't really do much. If you want to do much, we would need to stop buying oil from Russia and these other countries would have to stop buying oil from there because that's... You know, if you actually want to hit Russia where it hurts, that's what you would be doing, and that made sense. Obviously, that might be a lot of that stuff that's not in our power to do. I don't think we could just decide, like, to stop buying Russian oil. It had to be something, you know— the people who are in charge of those types of things would actually need to make a difference, and I guess from the lower point of view, we could push for those types of differences. You know what I mean? Uh, those those changes is those changes. So um, I guess we do play a part in that, but it's not so simple as us just magically saying I'm not going to buy Russian oil. I mean, I mean, how do you how do you really do that? I really I really don't know about how any of that stuff works. Maybe there is a way. Maybe there is a way, and someone will figure it out. Let me know what you think. So the Ukraine is reporting 2,800 Russian casualties, and apparently this article says Russia reports none. So let's read. If the Ukrainian Defense Ministry can be trusted, it would appear that the Russian military is having an incredibly difficult time taking over the Ukraine. Now, uh, first I have that to say is I do know that, what is it, Snake Island or something like that? I don't know. One one island did get blown up, and apparently there were casualties of Ukrainians. So I don't know, maybe they're just not reporting it. It happened, you know what I mean. And here's video: Ukrainian forces reportedly captured and humiliated a Russian uh, major on camera. Now, I'll just—I'm not going to play the video, but I'll leave it up on screen. My only problem with a lot of the, this content is that there are a lot of videos being shared because th- this is coming out from another country. So, I mean, this—this this might be—you know—actually show it because they're showing like a star or whatever. But my problem is with a lot of this content we're seeing come out from Russia and Ukraine of, like, anything war-related, I'm immediately questioning because some of the content is coming from years and years ago. Other stuff is, it's like, oh, look, this Russian tank just ran over this Ukrainian woman. And it turns out it wasn't even a Russian tank. And I'm not seeing any fact checks on any of these stuff. Or one of the videos, it was like a split. Apparently, apparently. See, I don't know because... There's so much BS out there is apparently one of the other footages of, of like a, a jet flying over was like spliced and never actually happened. So we're getting a lot of misinformation coming out. And obviously, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's too much for the for the fact checkers to really keep tabs on. I really don't know. But. You gotta really question every single thing that you see, and I'm trying to be extra cautious in taking anything at face value. I'll always read through the comments. If I see something, I'll read through the comments. I'll see what people are saying. I'll try to use them as my fact checks to see if what they're saying kind of checks out. So the defense ministry reported thus far that 2,800 Russian servicemen have been killed. Eight eighty thousand tanks have been destroyed. 516 armored vehicles and 10 aircrafts. These losses are significant, considering the power of the Russian military. Um, this is probably going to upset the Russian people as well. The Russian people are going to be against this war because it's going to. It could be like some U.S. Vietnam type of stuff going on. You know what I mean? Where, you know, hey, we got we got this. We're way, way more powerful, but you're attacking them on their homeland. You know, so they got this home field advantage type of thing going on. CNN also alleges that. By 6.10 Eastern, February 26th, the Russian Ministry of Defense has reported no casualties on the side during the invasion. Both reports appear to be inflated or deflated. Russians have reportedly brought them uh, with them mobile crematorians to dispose of deceased soldiers. Presumably, this method of disposal will help the Russian government hide the true number of casualties. The crematoriums apparently have the power to evaporate bodies. I would say there's probably two... Um, reasons for that one it will it could possibly hide the number of bodies but they're all also going to be people asking around you know hey my my son come home type of thing um but i guess when in countries like that where they own basically all the media i guess um that type of stuff could get squashed but also at the same time if you're going to war you're going to think of the most cost effective and efficient way to conduct that war And that would be to burn the bodies instead of wasting resources to send them back. That's the only thing I can think of, I guess, from a military point of view, is there's no actual benefit to send the bodies back when you're in war like that. But, you know, maybe there is a benefit. Maybe the benefit is that you're showing respect for your people and it makes them want to fight the war. You know what I mean? See, always two sides of everything. And you got to question everything. In addition, Ukraine has launched a website of the families of Russian soldiers who have been taken as prisoners of war or have been killed in action. This helps Russian families who also appear to be attempted by the Ukrainian government to further polarize the Russian population against its government. Aside from military casualties, thus far, at least 240 civilians have been killed during the invasion. In addition, more dead, more than uh, 160,000 Ukrainians have fled and are now displaced, according to the UN. United Nations, at least. Okay, that's just repeating it. The UN uh, report is also, I made sure. I know the actual figures are likely considerably <laughs> higher than reported. Sorry for that sneeze. That sneeze felt really good. Oh, my God. I, I feel the, the snot dripping out of my nose. It, oh, wow. Wow, that felt beautiful. So Putin is placing nuclear forces on high alert. Breaking, breaking, breaking. Now, is Putin... Is he, does he actually have any intentions of using nuclear weapons, or is he just trying to flex his muscles? Who really knows? And this is, this is I would have to say, um, the advantage of unpredictability. Now, Trump, he was trying to be wildly unpredictable because Putin probably was able to predict the response of the EU and the response of America— based on who is in charge. I mean, these people have histories. You know, they, they have histories of acting in certain ways. They got interests of certain ways. Um, so he, he you're able if you're able, able to predict what your enemy is going to do and makes what you do that much easier, you're not able to predict what Trump is going to do. And that's what made him such, in my opinion, such a good commander-in-chief and a good leader because he was unpredictable. And being unpredictable, your opponent is not able to predict your move. It's like playing a game of chess. If you know they're going to move that chess piece there, then I'm going to move my chess piece over here. And I know they're going to do over there, so I'm going to do this, boom, and I win. But if you don't know what the heck they're going to do, then it makes things a little bit different. Uh, In response to the Western economic sanctions, Vladimir Putin has announced that the Russian nuclear forces have been placed on high alert. Everyone must be concerned with Vladimir Putin's mention of nukes. He appears to be very angry and hasn't said why. If he fires one nuke, even in the open seas, I promise you there'll be a retaliation nuke response. Uh, People are now in charge of the government of fools. De-escalate now, one user said on Twitter. This is the exact reason why the West should completely exclude themselves from the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Appeasement in general, a bad tactic. However... Uh, intervention could have been reassessed if the Russian invasion expanded further into Europe. Putin warned very clearly that intervention of military action in Ukraine would be met with actions uh, never seen before in history. This was an obvious implication of nuclear war. The Daily Caller reported Putin said the move comes in response to economic sanctions against Russian central bank, central bank and financial sector levies by the United States and European Union. Member states uh, AP reported NATO allies agreed Saturday to remove Russia from SWIFT, a global financial partnership and messaging system. Isn't it crazy how much of the world is going into absolute chaos now that Biden's president? Isn't that crazy? And we had Trump. We were spoiled with years of peace. The United States has been considered a massive cyber, cyber attacks against, the Russia, against Russia. According to the Department of Defense, Biden spent the early days of vacation considering options of economic uh, devastating cyber attacks before fleeing to Delaware. You know, here's another thing is having such a, an old, decrupled uh, president is what does he care what happens? Dude's going to be dead in a few years. Really, what does he really care happens (laughs) in this world? Biden's action to place jeopardy of the lives of 350 million Americans with utter disregard for the uh, well-being of the country or catastrophic consequences of the war between the two uh, top nuclear superpowers. Western countries aren't only taking unfriendly actions against the country in economic sphere, but top officials from leading NATO members have made aggressive statements regarding the country, the Russian president said. Um, Let's see, Russian revving up those nukes. This is what someone said on Twitter: If Putin push it, pushes that button 50 years from now, you may be giving an interview where someone asks, "Where you? Where were you on the day, uh, where, on Pokemon Day when the nukes were launched?" And because it's trending on Twitter is hashtag Pokemon Day. Uh, While the world stands in the brink of nuclear war, racism and Pokemon Day trend on Twitter to illustrate how delusional the world is. Well, that's because mainstream media doesn't. I guess. I guess. Uh, when it comes to the failures of Biden, you know, who wants that trending? It's the left that controls the Twitter trends when it comes to political stuff anyways. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video like. Subscribe to the notifications on New videos Single you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Every podcast app is the Joey Saladino Show. Virtually on only every, almost every single platform you can consume content, the Joey Saladino Show will be there. Um, If you support me, you can also become a Patreon. The show is completely funded and supported by you guys. Patreon.com slash JoeySounds. It would be greatly appreciated if you become a Patreon member. Um, I think that's pretty much about it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Peace out.